Welcome to day 109 of Shaped by the Word, third season, story of the prophets. Uh, we've been reading through the book of Isaiah, and we come you know, pretty near to the end. We have a couple more weeks of readings, but it is a grand book, and it covers the entire you know, scope of prophecy from the warnings to both Jerusalem and Israel that uh, judgment is imminent to the fall of uh, you know, Samaria, and then, of course, through the fall of Jerusalem as well, and the exile into Babylon. And uh, we come you know, today to the climax of, of the book of Isaiah. It's the fourth servant song. And, of course, there have been two servants that we've seen in the book of Isaiah. One is the servant Israel that has been unfaithful and has been unwise. And then we see the servant of the Lord who has been both faithful and wise and who is obedient and submissive to the will of, of the Lord. So when we come to you know this final servant song, it's, it's arranged beautifully. It's in five different stanzas. Each of them are three verses. It starts in chapter 52 and goes through the end of chapter 53. And it's arranged in the way that uh, Hebrew prophecy is arranged. The first stanza and the last stanza go together, and they talk about the exaltation of the, ser- of the servant. Then the second and the, uh, you know, the fourth go together, and then they talk about the rejection of the servant. And then there the middle stanzas, the climax of the entire book of Isaiah and an entire servant song, and that is the redemption or the atoning sacrifice of the servant. So as we read those, you can kind of keep those rhythms in mind. Um, before we read, now this is a grand piece of uh, poetry. This is a grand piece of prophecy, but this is also a, a grand invitation from our Lord to realize how deeply he loves us and the sacrifice that he himself has made for us and the servant of the Lord, you know, Christ Jesus. So before we read, as always, we offer ourselves, we offer the moment to the Lord for him to work through his word to accomplish his purposes in our lives, transforming us into the image of his son. So Cindy, do you mind lifting us up in prayer? Mm -hmm. By the way, I'm Paul here with Cindy, David, and and Matt. And this is Cindy praying for us. (laughs) Yes. Father, thank you so much for the gift of your word. Um, it is grand, Father, and, and sometimes we don't treat it as such, but Lord, we just ask that as we read it this day, that you would um, open our hearts to it, that we would see things perhaps we've never seen before, and that we would be challenged and also encouraged. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Isaiah 52, beginning in verse 13. See, my servant will act wisely. He will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted. Just as there were many who were appalled at him, his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any human being, and his form marred beyond human likeness. So he will sprinkle many nations, and kings will shut their mouths because of him. For what they were not told, they will see, and what they have not heard, they will understand. Who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance uh, that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was cut crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray, each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was was led like a lamb to the slaughter, 
and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he is cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Though he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering from sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. And the will of the Lord will prosper in his hands. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils among the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with transgressors. For he bore the sins of many and made intercession for the transgressors. And of course, that final word in there is probably the worst word that you can use, you know, for someone who has uh, violated the law of the Lord. It's an open, uh, rebellious person. And, and of course, his sacrifice and his prayers were for those who were openly rebellious against their God. And in case we were kind of wondering, that that includes us. And that'll be one of the fun conversations one day with Isaiah is like, what? What did you see? You know, I mean, you read this and it's like, he sees exactly what happened. I mean, it's just amazing, you know, hearing the the suffering and, and the glory of the servant. And, and of course, for us, we read this, you know, after what, what Jesus went through and, and what he accomplished on our behalf. And we say, man, Isaiah just just nailed it. And and not so much just nailed it to get it to get it right, but he saw he saw the the arm of the Lord accomplishing our salvation. He sees the branch shooting up. And and so just I mean, these images, it, it's incredible in, in its precision. But more than that, it's incredible in, in what it details. And, and, and there's probably so much in here that we're, we're not seeing as well. All of these images are so, you know, deeply rich. You know, even the open line, see my servant uh, will act wisely. And, of course, that's in contrast to Israel, who's been so foolish. Mm-hmm. And with the stewardship of the gifts that God has given them and the grace that God has given them and you know, the steadfast love and faithfulness that God has shown toward them. And, you know, the simple you know phrase act, act wisely means to do what is right and yeah. effective, you know, in every situation. So the servant is acting wisely because he is hearing, you know, the mouth of the Lord, accomplishing the will of the Lord and pursuing the purposes of, of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Along that same line of pursuing the purposes of the Lord, um, verse 11 says that after he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. So um, such purpose in his suffering, um, there is the resurrection and the very fact that his suffering led to the accomplishment of God's will, which, you know, was for us, which is amazing. No, and there's that nice little irony, he was shut off without any descendants, and yet he has many descendants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because of the victory of the resurrection. Right. And uh, that, that is, an, you know, incredible language. And I don't know how you could describe it more vividly in the Old Testament, you know, as Matt was pointing out earlier, and have mm-hmm. it, you know, portrayed, you know, beautifully in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. You know, not just simply on, you know, the historical fact of the resurrection, but what the resurrection has accomplished in bringing mm-hmm. many, you know, sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is so wild to see the the great substitution that took place, and yeah. you know, you mentioned earlier, Paul. I'll, man, hopefully, we can read this and see you're really loved, you know. And mm-hmm. obviously, theologically, you can kind of see that on the page, but then to feel that 
in your heart is very different, but it does just so prove the love, especially, you know, verses five and six, you know, he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds, we are healed like sheep. We have gone astray. Each of us has turned around way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And those are hard words to read. And, and we read the gospels and see all that Christ went through and how this speaks to that. But mm-hmm. all that because he loves us, which is just so shocking. And, and of course you have the day of atonement image where the priest would yeah. you know lay his hands on, you know, the scapegoat as a, you know, had laid the sins of the nation on, on the goat that would be sent out into the wilderness and banished, you know, forever. And of course, mm-hmm. uh, as much as a, a goat could portray that, this picture is so much more, you know, beautiful that we understand that if the righteous one has carried our sins, then he has indeed, mm-hmm. you know, banished them, you know, banished them forever. But it is amazing, you know, that God, you know, went to these links, you know, for anyone, that God paid this price for anyone, that God so deeply desires his peace, you know, for us, his healing for us, his wholeness for us. The images of salvation here are not simply uh, someone who has been forgiven of their sin and lives you know, forever in heaven, but someone who experiences all the richness and all the fullness of God, you know, brought about, you know, by this, you know, by this ser- servant. Mm-hmm. And I always love the line, by his wounds we are healed. Um, it is his, his death, his um, his brutal beating, and, and just all that happened on the cross so that we might be healed of our sin, and I love um, that. And, and sometimes, you know, we reduce healing to, you know, uh, physical infirmities, which are an outward sign of the deeper brokenness that yeah. is around us in the world. And, of course, all of Jesus' healing miracles were a sign of God's restoration mm-hmm. that he's healing outward brokenness in the world, which is a portrait of the deeper inward brokenness that's being healed. So healing here is not, you know, just the few infirmities, you know, that we may have on the outside. It's the complete distance between mm-hmm. us and God that is you know, restored, you know, through what he has done, uh, you know, a sacrifice that brought us peace. And, mm-hmm. and peace is not just, oh, I can relax. It's a nice day without any interruption. Peace is the full, the, uh, shalom, or mm-hmm. the fullness of God, you know, that rests upon us, the sense of overall well-being that comes from being in a right relationship with God and enjoying His His blessings. Mm-hmm. There are not enough words that we can bring in. Well, it takes you know the the all the whole of the Old Testament, and the New Testament, to define uh, the gift of peace, you know, that has yeah. been given us you know, in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, and you know isaiah tells us you know he was this this servant would be despised and rejected by mankind and then you know we get to john's gospel and that's exactly what we see of mm-hmm. jesus you know it tells us that he was in the world and and through the world was made through him the world did not recognize him he came to that which was his own but they didn't receive him but then we get the good news right yet to all who did receive him to those who believed in his name he has given the right to become children of god yeah <clears throat> But this is, you know, this this goes a step beyond that. This is not just the step of uh, we didn't recognize him or we didn't receive him. It's uh, we did uh, recognize him and we rejected him and we rejected him in the in the most you know brutal way. You know, he's one from whom men would turn their faces away. Uh, you know, after they see you know the uh, just the marring of his the physical marring and destruction of his body you know, the only innocent one. So it's a step beyond, you know, just not recognizing and rejecting. It's a it's a step of visibly, uh, you know, tormenting. Uh, you know, I, I, 
it's just so much bigger than rejection words fill me right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, but it's a despising, yeah. a despising of him. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like we took out all of our aggression, all of our sin on him. Mm-hmm. Which would be beyond words, I'm sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and what a lonely, you know, what, what a lonely phrase. Yet none of his generation protested. Uh, and, and obviously not even the disciples were there <laughs> to protest. Mm-hmm. And when there was an opportunity to protest, they said, I, I don't even know, you know, this guy. And so we see ourselves, you know, in, 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 the, in the picture mm-hmm. of that. And, and what a wonderful, you know, you know, uh, you love 53.6. We all like sheep have gone mm-hmm. astray. Each of us have turned to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him, you know, the iniquity of us all. And it, it, it's kind of ironic, you know, that the, the sheep is both the, the helpless, you know, creature that's prone to wander, but it's also the sacrificial, you know, animal as well. And the two of them come together. And so whenever Jesus appears on the scene, you know, John, you know, looks up and says, behold, this is the Lamb of God, you know, that takes away the sin of the world. And in Revelation, uh, behold, the Lion of Judah, and I turned and I saw a lamb that was slain. Yeah. the foundations of the earth it's fun to see these yeah. mm-hmm. this being held together you know as we've we've yeah, talked about this sure. a lot the story of scripture yeah. and and just asking that question of like okay here's what's gone wrong you know we've sinned against the holy god and and, and how he's how is he going to make this right you know how 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 will this you know how will god put things right and and deal with our sin and we see the law and we see the sacrifices and yet ultimately the peoples continue to sin and rebel and and so finally when we get to you know, the prophets, and they begin to start giving us some more of these images and filling it out. We begin to see God's solution or, you know, dealing with our sin is not just more animal sacrifices. It's something far, far greater. Mm -hmm. He has made him to be a sin offering and has enlarged his his generation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Father, thank you so much uh, that you laid on us, um, you laid on him the iniquity of us all. And, and what a wonderful gift. Not only have our sins been forgiven, but we experience your peace and your healing and your fullness in Christ Jesus. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.